Welcome to Pit Pod, and it's the second episode of Clayton season. Tonight we have with us Allie. Hello, I'm back. <laughs> Yay, we're so happy to have you back. Richard. Good evening. And Murph. Hello there. So I was so excited for this episode because Hillary Duff, idol of all millennial women, was on this episode and then Z-Way was on this episode and it was just like how did they get I was just so happy with the guest appearances but when you go to Hulu the like the copy of like the little tagline for the episode is Amanda Jordan performs for a couple (laughs) (laughs) like you have Hillary Duff and Z-Way on your episode, and you say, Amanda Jordan performs for a couple? So, uh, it turns out, if you watch it on, like, Xfinity Stream, you can see the TV description. And sometimes the TV description is Tasha Adams and Caitlin Bristow. <laughs> so this time it's just Jesse Palmer. <gasps> it it doesn't like, say depressing. anything, it just says the name of the host. Yeah amazing dawn breaks over the hills and what are these hills murph um they exist i promise i I noted i was like hey that looks really nice and then other than admiring it i wasn't worried about what it is i got it (laughs) and we get a very romantic shot of the mansion we get a little butterfly butterfly creature um signifying like a new day and rebirth and a gaggle of women arrive at the mansion and (laughs) gush over how pretty it is Mm -hmm. and this just when the women were like kind of you know quote-unquote moving in it made me think where do they stay after the rose ceremony because it makes it seem like it's not at the mansion so i actually also wrote that but i Mm -hmm. wrote more so wow this is so fake i can't believe they make them pretend like, they don't live in the mansion. Yeah. Now, um, here they might have been at hotels or something because of COVID, but it still yeah. felt a little... Yeah. There was a shot of, of Clayton walking out of a hotel on his way to one of the dates earlier. Um, I Sometime in the episode. Um, Interesting. I what, and we know from uh, the Sally portion of episode one that they they are in the same hotel with him. Oh, and I, I, I did look on, um, I did look, the Bachelor Mansion is crested right up next to the Santa Monica Mountains. Oh, it's, thanks, uh, Richard. It's, yeah, it's located in Agora Hills. There oh, so go. the hills of Agora. Perfect. Okay. So the women f- do a great job of fading excitement with this. They're like, oh my god, we're the first women to move back in. Susie this was the most the I love Cleveland shit I've ever seen. Yeah, <laughs> Susie calls the mansion legendary. Historic. And historic. Like yes. making me feel old and I'm not it's even like old. It's a living museum. This is amazing. I'm taking in all the history. Mara's on Mara. Mara, not Marinara, Marinara is like on vacation here. She is like, I don't even fucking care. I am on vacation. Thank you. Yeah, and we get the classic shot of all the women on the balcony shouting, Clayton! And this really just signifies, like, we're back to basics. We're back to, like, the blueprint of The Bachelor. Would you oh, agree? Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Did any of y'all listen to uh, Dear Shandy this week? No. I gotta start listening to them more regularly. So Charlene brought up uh, the experience of being on her season and when they forced them all all the women to do the Juan Pablo thing. And it's really interesting. And it's just kind of funny trying to think about, you know, her in that position. Yeah. According to Charlene, she was like, Juan Pablo. (laughs) (laughs) And you can't see her during that, but she's supposedly in the back amazing yeah i would also be in the back well i don't know maybe i'd be too i don't know oh i'd be in the front <sighs> yeah no i can project i can be in the front i need to believe in myself more just like sarah told us this episode if you believe in yourself you can accomplish a lot of things. i just always forget how much i like attention jesse palmer comes in and introduces himself to the women as the host of the bachelor cassidy says welcome back she immediately knows he was a bachelor in the past she is obviously a knowledgeable player jesse says that as a previous bachelor he knows this can work cassidy <laughs> again is the one who says are you a happily married man now this bitch is so deep in the pit Cassidy's fucking with us right she has to be i is cassidy the one that uh gore trained Probably because she was such crap. Sorry. I mean, maybe. So I would say (laughs) if she reached out to Gore, she didn't process all the information they gave her because she's obviously not doing well. Or she's just, you know, someone who listens to the podcast a lot and was like, great, I have Mm -hmm. all the information I need, but it's just completely blowing up. Hot take. I enjoy her. God, I do not. I, I'm going to say I enjoyed her a lot more at the be- end of the episode when I had other shit to compare her to. No. So when I say I don't enjoy her, like, I I do enjoy her being a villain. Like, I think she's a very compelling villain. Oh, yeah. It's hilarious. I am. She's way better than certain other villains. Yeah, we'll yeah. get into that later. So Jesse Palmer takes the date card out of his pocket, sets it on the table, and Cassidy again is like, who's gonna open it? Like, she wants it to be her. Because she knows that that person gets airtime. She, again, right from the beginning, she's off to the races. Rachel is the one that opens the date card. So I'm guessing that that was kind of producer nudged a little bit. The date card says, this is what dreams are made of. Love, Clayton. I would have immediately burst into the Hillary Duff song. I do every time someone says this. 100%. I don't know. I'm sorry. I have one more note, which is the Bachelor Mansion needs a touch up and a half. Yeah. It was looking real rough. All I noticed was some really intense wallpaper. I don't really see decor by behind beyond the outside of the building was just not it it needs a paint job and some some helping oh it's it's like it's rustic italian villa vibes it's like cheesecake factory yeah exactly it's (laughs) the cheesecake factory but a home (laughs) hillary grip hillary grip Hillary, Hillary Grip. Hillary Grip. Lizzie McGuire. Do you think if you read the date card, you would have known? Yes. I've been like, are we going to Rome? But yet it's so vague. And like, oh, yeah. No. 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 So like if a, you're a millennial, no. No, but it's just like, this is what dreams are made of. Like, it could be 
like that's the Lizzie McGuire movie was not the first person like Lizzie McGuire was not the first person who said that. I don't know. So I think I would have made the connection, but I don't blame other people for not making the connection. In the Calif in the Tempest, uh, Prospero's speech, we are such stuff as dreams are made of. Yeah. See, Richard as a player, he would have been like, "We are going to the theater." Didn't uh, Shakespeare also used to call his characters players? Yes. So Gabby made Gabby made me laugh here. She says Gabby has drunk girl energy. She no, she, she has hilarious. high high girl vibes. I fair like she has found the producer with the vape pen. And she's like, yeah, I'll be your fucking narrator. Just let me hit the pen and I will be fucking funny. She's like, you know I can't go into an ITM without the pen. Clayton leads the girls to a large outdoor area where the kids are screaming at the top of their lungs and jumping Walking on each like other. Walking like a fucking brick Lego. Oh, God. And so they're jumping on each other in this bouncy house. Hillary Duff arrives through the children, the sea of children, a whole goddess, an icon, a legend. Miss Duff looking like a fucking snack. Absolutely. I loved her curtain-turned tank top. It was beautiful. Yes. Um, Cassie exclaims that Hilary Duff was the first concert she ever went to. Jealous. I never got to go to a Hilary Duff concert. Hilary Duff related note. um, Aaron Carter was like my second concert. And I have met him and he's kissed me. Did you grow up in LA? Wait, what? No, I grew up in Maryland. Sorry, can we backtrack to I met him and he kissed me? When I was in college, he was on tour. Like, he just started back up his music career. And it was, like, Aaron in the house or some shit. And he was going from colleges to colleges because, obviously, that's his age group. Um, And I was working for the club as a promoter that he was performing at. And so I got meet and greet, whatever. And I have like pictures with him and a picture of him like kissing me on the cheek. And then he kissed me on the mouth, which was little. Okay. Um, he's like a pedophile though. <laughs> yeah. This, this was before thing. this was before the knowledge of this. This was be- like 2013 or 14. Okay. okay. Quick game. What is the most random concert you have been to? What's your like favorite random concert that people aren't gonna expect that you have been to? I'll start. I've been to a 303 concert and it was so much fun. Uh, uh, I mean, I'm, a, I'm only like 23, folks. I'm significantly <laughs> after. You I'm have such old man energy, Richard. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. Like, you must have been born Wait, in the Just 30s. to be clear, I'm 24. I put myself solidly in that age group. What the fuck? Also, fun fact, you're going to be 25 next month. Yay! Ooh, happy birthday. Wait, Warren, how old are you? 28, I think. Oh, thank God. Don't worry. All right, so we got a good split here because we're both 28 and you two are 23, 24. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so 303, I guess, would be random for you, but not necessarily random for us. I guess if we went these days, it'd be random. Like, my first concert that I was really serious about that I, like, spent money on going to myself was The Fray. Like, they (laughs) were, I knew every song on that album, every word. I used to review concerts. Um, and so one of the concerts I reviewed was this like random, I think his name was like Romeo Torres or something. That was cool. He was hot. I got to interview him. That was fun. Um, but the most random concert that actually matters 
was my first concert, which was Clay Aiken, Kelly Clarkson. Yeah, I went to that too. Yeah. Clay Aiken's running for Congress. Did you see that? Oh, good for him. Y'all, we should have and... known I was gay because I went to the Clay Aiken, Kelly Clarkson concert for Clay Aiken. <laughs> <laughs> like, um... how did we not know I was queer then? <laughs> Who goes for Clay Aiken? I think, what is my most random? I've seen like a lot of old like old people bands and shit my first concert ever was a monkeys concert so <gasps> oh my god i love the monkeys Ooh. yeah and then i wound up going to see smash mouth with um uh iconic Swayze. you know who i haven't heard of though was today's musical guest amanda jordan what the fuck is that i liked her song i thought the song was a bit trite to be quite fair with you I hated her song. It sounded like it was produced to be like a wedding dance song. Well, yeah. And I hated it. Yeah. Is it connected yeah. any, in it any is. way since they're ABC and it's like Disney and whatever? Don't they own like a recording studio? So like, is it any way connected to that, their label? Oh, uh, let me check. I don't think so. But what we do know from Amy Kaufman's book, Bachelor Nation, would strongly recommend that book for anyone who hasn't uh, listened. Um, every date when you pitch it, has to be at no cost to production. <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We can tell. So we you can get tell. everything comped and paid for. The talent is often, um, they contact producers and, and um, oh, talent agents why. and things to get like their emerging clients. Yeah. It's why um, a lot of the time with like, the random talent and stuff it's like people you hadn't heard of in years and things like that okay so disney owns two record labels uh they own walt i believe they own an italian agency as well yeah that wouldn't surprise me but they own walt disney records and they also own hollywood records and artists signed to them i noticed one i recognized from a previous season uh temecula road oh yeah He's a Hollywood Records band, and they were on. I want to say Matt James' season. Yeah, that was they had Max music. music. That was cool. They've had the that, cranberries. Max was good. They've had the Max, cranberries. Max dude. like specifically asked to be on The Bachelor, though. Yeah, he's a fan. Yeah, he like was DMing them and stuff. Yeah, Temecula Road was on the one on one date uh, in. Matt James's season. Cassidy says I, something very relatable. She says, I don't care what anyone says, but screw the kids. I would rather be hanging out with Hillary Duff. Absolutely. And Absolutely. like, I know people are going to yeah. have such a problem with her saying that. Like, oh my God, she doesn't care about the kids. But like, I mean, wh- no, I don't. I'm <laughs> sorry. I do not want to hang out with a child actor for more than one minute. They're literally getting paid to scream at you. Fuck no. Like no Hillary, thanks. how many times and, like, have people asked that you? Bouncy house. Like Hillary, how many times have people asked you if it's one L or two L's? <laughs> I need to. These are the things I need to know. Mm-hmm. Speaking of the uh, the kid actors, um, Clayton posted a picture with them on Instagram, and I'm pretty sure that one of them was at least one of them was one of the kids actors on the classroom date on how- Michelle's season. How old what? are they? Oh my because god! I, I looked literally up how wrote, old. I bet these kid actors are like. No. Because I wrote, I mean, not wrote, but I looked up how old these kids were because I was not 
start over. I looked up how old Hillary Duff's kids were because I was curious. These kids looked significantly older than I had remembered her kids being. And she currently has a nine-year-old, a three-year-old, and a nine-month-old. Yes, she like was married to that hockey player for a yes. long time and then she's now she's married to like this like skinny musician dude i will say um i would rather spend a hundred hours with clayton um than two minutes with a child actor yes yeah so hillary duff says she is a major bachelor fan and she's excited that clayton is the bachelor no she's not she, <laughs> she literally doesn't know who this man is Hillary Duff says that she loved seeing Clayton interact with kids on Michelle's season. No, conspiracy didn't. time! Conspiracy time! Which conspiracy is odd time. because I don't think that episode had aired yet. Bing bong. Correct. So <laughs> that episode had not aired, or I don't think any of Michelle's episodes had aired when this was being filmed because this was literally episode two, week two, and um. I think that they pushed that kid thing so hard because of this episode because they wanted some continuity. Like, we all... Who are they fooling? I think this whole angle is weird. Why is he so obsessed with random people's children? Go on. <laughs> like, I'm no, not no, implying anything like no, that. I just mean, I like, literally, it's weird. Like, why are you so obsessed with hanging out with random-ass children? Hillary Duff tells the women that they will be hosting a kid's birthday party. Nightmare. Cassidy says, Cassidy ITMs that anyone could put on a clown costume and play with some kids. It's about who takes the initiative in the relationship and who is pushing forward with gusto. Two things here. One, tell me you're a theater kid without telling me you're a theater kid. <laughs> Using the word gusto. <laughs> Number two, Cassidy's like, anyone can hang with kids. And then very clearly demonstrates in this episode that she cannot hang with kids. Oh my God. She basically was like, I hate you. Why don't you like me? I know. Gabby ITMs that she is stuck building the dollhouse alone. It's not a dollhouse. It's like a playhouse, right? A dollhouse is for dolls. This is for And she talks about this the whole time. Wait, but these children are like... Aren't they like twelve and thir- like twelve years old? Yeah, that's way what they're too telling big for playhouse. Is. Playhouse is for like three year olds. So Gabby says she's stuck building this playhouse alone because Cassidy is too preoccupied with getting time with Clayton. And we see Cassidy by the pool, and Cassidy tells Clayton he's not like the other guys that she usually dates. She says she likes him a lot, and then aggressively makes out with him, like and way this. too aggressively. She- yeah and this is the immaturity i'm talking about she is making out like this man like i used to hook up with boys in middle school yes i said middle school i was an early bloomer y'all um this was child's play and it just it had no finesse to it no like it literally her shorts were ugly (laughs) thanks i was not a fan all around well, she also didn't blend in any of her makeup. <laughs> yeah. And her lip flip really from her fillers. Her lip flip from her fillers and her like button nose is giving like Marjorie from Game of Thrones, Princess Tyrell. 
I was gonna say um, the the spoiled brat in uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Oh, I thought you were about to say Baby Boss or Boss Baby. No. Also, I just want to point out that Genevieve a million times said it's not in the name of the game, and I'm like, girl, what do you think the game is? <laughs> like the game is not follow all the shit the producers do they don't want you to do that they set up these bs dates so like it just i was really frustrated by these women absolutely not understanding what was going on and the only one who seemed to understand it was cassidy but i hate her so i was not a single person said hey can i steal you for a minute not a single one okay this is okay so i think I think this pool area was like really secluded and maybe they didn't know that Cassie was taking him there and that's why she didn't get interrupted. But I had a really good comeback. Like if I was in that, like when they're all on the couches, like confronting Cassidy, like I had a really good comeback for if I was one of those women and that would be Cassidy. The only reason you were able to steal Clayton for so long is because all of us were picking up your slack and actually doing what we are there to do which was plan a birthday party. But they that was did the say only that. reason that you got they did time. Say that. They did say and that. Who, and she was who like, cares? Yeah, exactly. Thank you Listen. for doing exactly what they wanted you to do. Thank like, you. I just, I feel like you never, there's a fine line you have to play. And obviously Cassidy didn't play it very well. Her name's Cassidy. Exactly. Right? Yeah. I want to say Cassie, but it's Cassidy. Cassidy. Cassidy and Colton Clayton. and Cassidy, Clayton and Cassidy. Who can tell at this point? Oh my God! Please yeah. no, please no. Let's not. But I agree. Like this could have been such a smart play for her, not only for the the first audience. That's the crown, right? First audience is the crown. Yeah. Would have been great for that, but obviously it wasn't going to go great for her competitors. That could have been like- great with the producers and the audience had she just not brought it all to boner play like what or does like she do whatever to the other women no i don't even care about that like what do we know about her from this like full-on 20-minute interaction that were was on our screens we still don't know anything oh, about her instead of just pulling him to make out she yeah, could like, have just been like let's talk and get to know each other that's exactly. the whole point of group dates is it not like that could have been absolutely part of it because she pulled him a second time but not neither of those times included any facts. I mean, that is the point of group dates is to stand out. And there's no better way to stand out than to make a dick stand up. Oh, wow. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> do you agree, Richard? <laughs> uh, I do, yes. My favorite part of this group date, one of my favorite parts, is when they throw water balloons at Clayton. I thought that was funny. And then, um, my favorite was Melina with like her so much energy. Oh, she's the as described best with the hats on her head. She's the best clown. Like she fully embraced. Like she did the I'm following what we're supposed to do thing the correct way. Yes. Like she stood out. Had Clayton been there, she stood out fantastically. I think she played it very yeah, well. She gave it her all. Like she was so good, goofy in a great way and an attractive way. I think. Yeah. Like, played with the kids, great, but was active. And then on, like, the opposite side of that spectrum, we have Cassidy, who digs her own grave um, very quickly with the kids as she sits down with them at a tea party. And it's just a train wreck to watch. Cassidy says, 
I spend as little time around you small people as possible. So (laughs) forgive me. Not by choice, but... And then they're like, well, what the fuck? And she's like, oh my god, you're coming for me! And it does not land. No. And Hilary Duff throws out some she's not here to make friends lingo. Yeah, Cassidy ITMs that she's not here to set up a birthday party for a kid. It is what she's here to do. And that Mm -hmm. she'd rather be talking to Hilary Duff, which, I mean, relatable. Well, then you see her talking to Hilary Duff, and Hilary Duff is like, oh, I hate you. Did you see the side eye Hilary Duff gave her? (laughs) She looked her up and down and I felt those laser beam eyes. And all I could see was a little Lizzie McGuire character, cartoon character off to the side, just like rolling across on like a carpet, just being like, save me. Yeah. Hilary Duff is like, this is work for me. You're making me do work by talking to you. Why are you doing this? <laughs> like we've already spoken. Yeah. You've made me feel old twice now. Yeah, Hillary like looks Cassidy up and down. She is not impressed, and then says in an ITM that Cassidy's strategy isn't going to make her any friends. But Hillary doesn't think she cares. And then the next shot is Cassidy holding the cake that Genevieve <laughs> spent thirty minutes decorating, and a small devil child pushes her arm down and sends the cake directly into the ground. Did you see Aww. what immediately followed? Did you guys catch this? No, what? I don't know if it was the same kid, but a kid. Someone eating off the ground, yeah. Yeah, then dives face first into this cake on the <laughs> ground and starts munching on it. And I was like, see, well, I... that's what Rick should have done in the fucking mental all. Oh my but God. But no. <laughs> so true. Much better cake play here. Exactly. Cake Far more advanced point. cake. Jose play. Moreno was that little boy right there for me. Oh. Taps, taps, taps all around. Excellent. Hey, I agree. Boy. It was he giving Matilda with class. Cassidy ITM said after today, Cassidy might be a front runner. Please stop talking about yourself in <laughs> person. Uh, Richard, I have a question. Is this attractive? This uh, specifically, I know, I know you think Cassidy's attractive. It's undeniable. But is yep. the talking in third person attractive? No. <laughs> Uh, the overall attitude is, though. Yes, I agree. I oh my god, like agree. a woman who like is very much like IDGAF, and I mean, she's, when she was like, "I don't talk to you, little people," I was like, "Same." She's <laughs> she's saying the quiet parts out loud, and I absolutely love it. She's giving very mm, me. Yeah, I think I, I said, said this last week about her. I was like, I think we're very similar. I mean. I actually, uh, we'll get to this later, but I also have ADHD, but um, I I like her gameplay. Like, her attitude, fantastic. I like it, and I think the other people are just, like, literally upset they're not getting any time, and I think that's totally valid, and I also appreciate how they're responding. I This is perfection drama. This was perfect for me. Yeah, agreed. Richard and Murph are happy. What about you two? (laughs) I thought I think you're right. I think with the age of the kids, it helps promote a lot of drama too. Um, just because that age group is really hard to talk to. <laughs> like I relate to what Cassidy was saying. Like, oh, I just like try to avoid interactions with kids. I kind of relate to that, but like watching her made me realize how good I am with kids. Like, I don't even think I'm that good with kids. Like, I would never be a teacher. I have absolutely no patience for that. But now I realize that, hey, 
I can not completely send a conversation into the ground with a child. I'm doing okay for myself. I mean, I hate to say it, but I like this season more so far than a lot of Michelle's season. And I know the show's supposed to be about the love and stuff, but the show's about drama. So I appreciate when the drama happens, honestly. And so I've, I've kind of been enjoying it. I will say I enjoyed this half of the episode. Yes. Once we get into the other drama, I was like, F this. I think she does create like a, re- a lot of really entertaining content here, not only with her gameplay speech, her pissing off the other women, her trying to talk to Hillary Duff and seeing that dynamic between them. Like, what if Hillary Duff was talking to everyone and everyone, you know, were like clicking with her, but we got to see that conversation. And it almost seems like Hillary Duff was giving us like the inside scoop about what she thinks about Cassie and her villain edit. And it was just, it was really effective. And I was like realizing er later on in the episode, I was just like, I wish there was more women on the seasons who would have more of a sarcastic type of humor to them like when he was in the helicopter saying like oh like do you trust me and she was like yeah like why that's a perfect opportunity to just be like fuck no and then just be like "Ah, i'm just pulling your fucking leg like and i I trust the pilot yeah i feel like cassidy brings that kind of like we're actually talking like I would talk to you if we were at a bar in real life instead of like there's cameras right in front of my face and I'm going to act this way. So I can respect that about her. I don't know how she's going to act in the future, but I can currently, currently respect her. So we get to the evening portion and we see Serene sit down with Clayton first. She's like just the best teacher and a great person overall. And I thought it was interesting that she didn't go to school to become a teacher um, originally, but later decided she wanted to do something impactful. Yes. And then Clayton initiates a kiss with her. So, And it, Clayton that. is, we are learning, not a very good active listener. Yeah, he's pretty why, bad. Why do you say that? Well, instead of say, like, oh, I didn't go to school to become a teacher, like call back or call him back our last conversation. I'm a teacher, yada, yada. Um, and he doesn't go, oh, like, what did you go to school for? Oh, where did you go to school? Unless they, like, cut it out. I don't oh, know. They definitely, but it's just their like, conversation, he de- they definitely got cut I out. I really with. hope so, because, I mean, not just this conversation, but it seems like all of his conversations, when he's speaking, unless he's saying, like, yes, he's just speaking in sports analogies. These conversations are so, like, each woman is getting like 10 minutes, right? We literally see like eight seconds of their conversation. So it's just this... they're editing him like ridiculously for somebody who's the crown. Allie, what did you think of Serene's like ruched yellow dress here? Um, much as I thought that Cassidy's outfit was ugly, I am not a fan of the color of this dress on me. But Serene looked incredible and she was serving looks. She had like very on-trend vibes, which I really appreciate as someone who consistently wears ruffled dresses these days because I don't want to put on pants. (laughs) Um, But I also feel like um, it's a really hard color to pull off. So I was impressed overall. Did you notice when that they were kissing that her body language was a little strange? Or was no, that just me? It. 
there are lots of places that you can put your hands when you are sitting next to somebody and kissing them. It is an awkward thing to be doing with it, both your feet on the ground, both of you, and you're kissing. But her hand was under his arm, like, not in, like, his muscle, like, holding him. Like, it was under his forearm. I was just like, this is, uh, and her other arm was basically touching his other forearm. It's like, this is, uh, this is weird. Interesting. Kira confronts Cassidy about Cassidy not pulling her weight during the day portion of the group date. <laughs> Cassidy says, it's not like we're getting paid to set up this birthday party. And the girls are like, right. But it was about Clayton, like seeing how we act and our personality and Cassidy says, um, well, he seemed to enjoy our conversation. <laughs> and Genevieve says, that's amazing for you, Cassidy. <laughs> Cassidy also says, I'm simply not going to apologize for not hanging enough streamers. And in her I was also like, there was not a single streamer at that party. Yeah, I'm like, I didn't see any streamers. So definitely didn't hang enough. She ITMs that I haven't done anything wrong. I've done everything right, in fact. Narrowing this crowd down is going to take a minute. Game on, bitches. Just this, like, super open gameplay speech. And just how she does, like, I've done everything right, in fact. Like, she thinks she has this game down. Like, she's she's just so in the pit. I love it. I hate it I because she's not playing good. I hope she was trained by clues. If you're Clayton, she's playing fantastically. Up until apparently next episode, but or the end of this one. But I'm not even convinced that Clayton likes her. Like he's just impressed by the effort. Teddy gets her time and tells Clayton that she needs a lot of validation. And he agrees to these terms. And I thought this was a very good play by Teddy. Sierra gets time. Gabby gets time. Genevieve and Clayton decorate a cake together. I wonder if Genevieve told on Cassidy for, like, stealing her cake. Okay, cut back to the mansion. And there's a knock-knock and, the, and another date card arrives. Susie gets this one-on-one date. Lindsay tells Susie that the first one-on-one is a big deal. Cut back to the evening portion of the group date. <laughs> and there's a staring contest between Mara and Cassidy. And they both accuse each other of staring at the other. <laughs> I'm just checking you out, but in a mean way. Right. Sizing you up. I was just thinking about yeah. how much I hate looking at you. Or I was just thinking about how good you look, and I just wish you'd let me borrow that dress next week. I just think it's bold of you to wear that color. And, you know, a lot of people can't pull it off. oh god but Cassidy gets more time with Clayton as the other women discuss that hopefully Clayton can see through her bullshit and Cassidy tells Clayton that she didn't come here to make Gabby happy wow this is so sneaky and mean and out of context to at least us (laughs) like why is she just bringing I mean obviously we know why but why is she just bringing that up randomly like they didn't provide us like this was a conversation they were currently having and they didn't even show they they didn't show us Gabby being like bitchy and mean about it, right? <laughs> At least to Clayton, like in her ITMs or whatever, she was upset about it. Perfectly yeah. fine she, as she should be. I'd be doing the same exact shit. I'd be rip. I respect Cassie and I love her gameplay, but if I was playing, I'd be ripping her to pieces in that, my ITMs. She deserves that. 
She's being very unhelpful. Well, Cassidy ITMs that the rose is hers, and indeed it is. She gets the GDR and, like, kisses Clayton's shoulder as he gives his goodbye speech, and it's so cringy. I'm like, bitch, that is not the move. Yeah, like, that's something you totally do when you're alone. Yes. But not in front of the other eight women or there that he's dating. Or in front of someone's parents. I could see that even being okay, like a shoulder kiss in front of, like, someone's family. Oh, that's fine. Yeah. Oh, I but do like, shoulder kisses all the time. I do that to my friends. Avoid anything but a cheek kiss. But in like front yeah, of the other women. Yeah, don't do that in front of all of them, especially week one, honey. Be respectful. She's Be being respectful. she's over familiarizing herself with him. Are the producers lacking on Chirons this season? They really we are. are we are episode two, and I don't think we're supposed to know everybody's names. I don't. And other than these white women, they're not telling us anybody's names. Yeah. One more thing that I wanted to note was that Cassidy's producer asks her how the rose smells. And Cassidy says, it smells like victory. And then we see Cassidy and Shanae talking outside the next morning. And Cassidy says that the group rose makes her safe not only through the next rose ceremony, but until further notice. (laughs) Shanae says she hasn't even talked to him yet, and Cassidy warns her not to be jealous. That she will be her sensei, and then gives a very culturally appropriative bow. Big yikes all around. Huge. Yeah. Shanae, I forgot to tell you, we got the day card, and it's a one-on-one. Cassidy, who got it? Shanae, who do you think? Cassidy, Susie. Shanae, yup. Cassidy, if I'm being honest with you, those people don't tend to last. Again, false. Wrong. What? (laughs) And and I'm like, what people don't tend to last? Absolutely stunningly gorgeous, intelligent, probably going to be the next crowd. What? Look like Hannah Brown. Literal Disney princess. Yeah. I was just... What was she... I I don't know. What was she talking about? Does anybody have any idea what the... Them those kinds she's referring to my theory is that she means like um some sort of like virginal disney princess kind of like oh i'm too nervous and scared to say anything but i feel like she just doesn't know Susie, and she's going off of like looks like like is she talking about like confidence because no so she was nervous before when they're having this conversation, Shanae is explaining to Cassidy that Susie was like, oh, I'm excited, but I'm also really nervous. And she's like, why would she be nervous? I would just be excited. And so because she was like nervous and like kind Got of it. like not 100% in, Shanae was, or Cassidy was like, oh, those people don't last. Makes so, sense. Thank whatever. you for explaining that. No problem at all. So we do get Susie's one-on-one and the date card says, let's take our love to new heights. Susie and Clayton drive up this long winding road and they get to the top and there's a helicopter awaiting them. And Susie gasps and says, are we going in that? They hold hands and fly over the Agora Hills and look upon the bachelor mansion. I just feel like Clayton's hands are clammy. Yes. I noticed like they're both their hand placement too. Cue all the girls conveniently sitting outside so that, so that they can bear witness to this helicopter ride. 
Rachel ITMs that it's a pretty low approach. And I just want to note that she notes this for a specific reason. Because she's noting that the helicopter is lowering itself to be visible to all of them. So I just thought, like, there's specific reasons she says this. It's not just, like, throwaway pilot jargon. Then they give us, like, this really Franken-bitten narrated sentence by Rachel that says, I'm a pilot. It should have been me. They take her saying I'm a pilot from something different and put it together with it should have been me. But it's I think she's saying it should not have been me. That's what the caption said. So it's just a really poorly Frankenbitten line that she did not say. I just wanted to air that out. Even the closed captioning people were like, really? Yeah. They're like, how are we supposed to interpret this? You're trying too hard now, guys. <laughs> so Susie and Clayton are chatting in the helicopter, and Susie says, I'm scared. He should, he should- <laughs> oh, yeah. like, I'm so scared. Protect me. Um, yeah, he-, he has no control over any of this. It's so confusing. <laughs> Susie says that Clayton should come over and make dinner at the mansion. And Clayton agrees and says that's a very intimate date for him. And we're like, wow, groundbreaking. And come 25 other women he's also dating. Yeah. I mean, this is just like such a throwaway conversation. Like it could be between Are you anyone. cooking for us too? Oh, only Susie. Oh, yeah, that's yeah, romantic. That would, that would go over so well. Susie reveals to Clayton that she's a big dancer. Not a good dancer. A big dancer. And I respect this so much. And I really Amen. like this. <laughs> Same. Amen. Because she's like, look, I'm not going to be making TikTok dances with you unless you're just prepared for me to suck. But I will be like, I'll do it. Cutting it up on the dance floor. Yeah. At, we're going to do all it. our weddings. Yeah. And yeah. I love that. Like, the people who are too scared to dance because they're not good, like, I understand you, but that's not me. Uh, yeah. Portion with Susie and Clayton. Both of their parents have been married for, like, ever. Susie shares that her dad was in the hospital with organ failure last year. He recovered enough to come home. And her family was so grateful that he could hold his grandson. I guess what I'm realizing now that I have to literally talk about all of these episodes every week is that... There's not a lot what of the things. No, what the editors fail to do is, like, yes, you're creating a storyline, but that storyline doesn't even make sense you're not even allowing that person to have the thing you're trying to create which would probably make it more compelling like when you're trying to just summarize something there's no nuance exactly yes that's Mm -hmm. thank you that's what i was just trying to say in like too many words thanks no problem no i (laughs) completely agree i completely agree um but but she looked that caramel silk dress Oh, mm-hmm. she looked gorgeous. And what I thought was really funny, too, was Clayton posts that Susie has it all figured out, which will help him figure all his shit out. And then he and says it like, to her. Yeah, she's like, no, no, I don't have it figured out. Please don't make me do that. Which is like a very, very typical heteronormative thing to do in a relationship is have the woman guide the man in the relationship through emotional. I just can't imagine what they're showing What the producers want, do they want us to think this is a love story or do they want us to think this is just a dramatization? 
Because when they edit the show the way that they're editing it, when they take out all of the nuance, they take out all of the emotional bond that we can have with these individuals. Like, I, we they glazed over so quickly this thing that happened with her family, which it sounds like it was probably during COVID, which mm-hmm. is probably, which made it even harder, which is probably oh, yeah, I have in my notes. It, it feels like her dad definitely got COVID. Yeah, and then like, mm-hmm. they Had said it was a, a liver thing. Yeah. And even then, it was like, okay, well, he was in a hospital probably during COVID, even if it wasn't COVID, and like, his which mom makes was it there. so much worse because the family can't visit you. You can only yeah. have like one visitor. Yeah, and they were saying like the mom was there sitting in the chair, which I can't even imagine like only being able to see your spouse this whole time. And it sounds like they have a really close family, which is fantastic. And then not being able to see your father while he's in the hospital, like having that nuance to the conversation, like I would have been probably in tears. So the two of them head to a private concert from Amanda Jordan the song sucks star of the episode <laughs> i think the song was fine i think it was better than past songs we've had i literally never listened this song... to any of the songs okay I so care. i think okay so i think what it was is this was from the past several seasons this was like the first song i would not have minded having been playing but what i thought was interesting was clayton gives Susie the date rose in the middle of this concert mm-hmm. which makes me think that they forgot to just film it after dinner <laughs> To be very fair to him, Clayton has never seen a one-on-one rose given before. So Exactly, that's why <gasps> I said it. Good point. Never thought of that. Uh, but we cut back to the mansion where Cassidy and Shanae are plotting about the best gameplay and how for Shanae to get the group date rose. And it's so confusing. Cassidy says that if Shanae gets the group date rose, it would be a shake-up. What? <laughs> There's nothing to shake up. This is literally the, the very beginning. I love Z-Way. Z-Way yes. Z-Way's a queen. Z-Way hey. has been somebody I have been a fan of for a very long time. So I was Can you thrilled. give us like a rundown of who Z-Way is? She is an amazing comedian. She's been a writer and a, I forgot what they're called, like a caster or whatever, for The Daily Show and The Colbert Report. She now has her own. Correspondent, thank you. She now has her own show um, where she interviews people. And let me tell you, she does not hold back. She is so unapologetically Black. And that is part of what makes her comedy so funny because she does very much focus on her Blackness and her experiences and other people's non-Blackness when she does comedy. So, like, she'll have somebody on, like... um, What's that doofus's name from the Mindy Project? BJ, uh, no, what, Ike Barinholtz? No, but I do love him. Not BJ Novak either. The guy with the curly hair. Anyway, whatever. She had him, like, on his show recent, on her show recently, and she just, like, she'll start out a question, and she'll be like, so, what is it like struggling as a young Jewish actor in New York to then realize that you are just a full-blown White says hetero man. And what does that mean for your privilege? And she'll just like ask that kind of question and just not say anything until the other person responds. And she'll leave that dead space until they react. And it's that is her comedy. It is it is golden. And let me just say she held back this episode. She oh, so they edited it out. Oh, they, sure. oh, they definitely edited it out. But even if they edited it out, 
she 100% had to hold back anyway. There's no way she could have, you know, full blown. Certain things wouldn't get aired anyway. Well, that, and there's no way that this, the people she was talking to would have understood what she was saying. She was, she's basically talking to a brick wall to some of these people, not to everybody who was there on the date, because there were women of color in the audience there but um, well i felt like Zwei did appropriately punish shanae for having a nickname yes. that is shanae by making Thank her you. do the nene <laughs> thank you i was going to bring that up and i didn't want to be the only one but um <laughs> because before this date i think it was before this date but shanae was like um i really feel like you know, when I'm coming out of myself and, like, really being who I want to be, I'm Shanae and, like, blah, 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 and blah, blah, blah. And let me tell you, this is just straight, like, blackface cultural appropriation. Like, you don't get to just make your name something different when it suits you and take it off when it doesn't. But Shane Dawson apparently had a character called Shanae. It was very similar, you know, just straight. But, I mean, he went... He it's went full hog with his uh, with his racism. He did the voice oh. and the clothing. On um, yeah, no, he's he's been canceled for a reason because he's awful. Um, on Richard, but- I was listening to Love to See It pod, and they mentioned that it was like first a Martin Lawrence character. I think. Oh, mm. I don't think it originated with that dude you're talking about, but that dude was definitely part of like he was a very popular YouTuber. In the time, yes. when, very problematic. Yeah, very problematic, but very, very famous and popular. So I wouldn't be surprised if she had seen his videos. And I just absolutely love that Ziwe and the only other women of color in that room were hip to the joke that was being told because everybody else just ate it up. They were like, "Go ahead, yeah, let's go, let's go." Do oh my it. god! Do and she name. literally was like, "I am absolutely killing this right now. I I'm myself. doing amazing." <laughs> I feel like myself for the first time ever. Did you guys want to do the uh, "Never Have I Ever" that they played? Yeah, let's do that. No. <laughs> <laughs> Is that no because your answers are embarrassing? Yeah. (laughs) It's okay, so are mine. Yeah, no. But we haven't even introduced this concept yet because Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm jumping in. They go into this like barn classroom event center area. (laughs) I don't know what it is. And Ziwe is waiting for them in her beautiful pink and green sweater. And says she is here to help them identify possible red flags and to get them out in the open. Because that's what you need to do. Um, she's talking kitten fishing, zombieing, and bread crumb- bread crumbing. Which I love these terms. I know. Yeah. Clayton ITMs that Z-Way is known for asking the tough questions. Not wrong. Z-Way reveals that they will be playing Never Have I Ever. Clap, 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 clap. The questions are, Never Have I Ever sent a nude photo? Yes. Clayton has. Never have I ever faked an orgasm. Yes. Clayton says he has not. Yeah, it's much Never harder have probably. I ever cheated on my boyfriend. No. Okay, but also Clayton was like, what? I don't even know how I would do that. And I was like, I, like, no. Sir, like, you just go, oh. use your brain, change it to girlfriend. Oh, are you talking about the fake orgasm? Yes. Yeah. Oh, yes. Okay, just, I mean, for a man, it's sir. much harder, though. Yeah. I know, but like you can. I did enjoy. I did enjoy that Elizabeth was 
like just joking with him that entire time like this was smart gameplay sat next to him there was another chair she did not take which also brings me to jill could have fit there because there was an empty seat next to somebody did any of them keeper of the knowledge lauren did any of those women say that they have not faked an orgasm oh yeah there was a mixed bag yeah which one oh i i don't not remember well conspiracy that is a lie (laughs) so your conspiracy is that all women have faked an orgasm any person with a vagina has faked an orgasm absolutely 100 percent, no doubt in my mind unless they've never slept with a man that is just accurate information yeah like no (laughs) doubt there is like i'm just just think about the amount of sexual activity somebody has from the first sexual encounter they have to the last like come on if you've ever had sex with a man you know that at some point sex with a man needs to be over and sometimes it needs to be over right away well and that they think it's done and it's not (laughs) men let me just give you a nice free piece of advice go down on her she'll thank you yeah i could do a whole sex podcast damn you and richard richard we could (laughs) so the final never have i ever question is never have i ever felt judged by other women in the house and obviously this was given to z-wave yeah i have my answer is i have do they know me no do i know that they would judge me yeah do like, I know specifically? Competing um, I just I felt personally attacked by this episode. Like, not even kidding. How so? Why? Well, I have ADHD, and I was like, oh yes, so oh, excited yes. for about three seconds, and then I was like, crushed. But like, oh. also, this question was stupid. Oh yeah, this was a producer like, question all the way. It was very stupid, but I they get you're in they a house want. competing. They- against other people to win the heart of another individual like what of course you're judging the producers get what they want Shanae responds that she has felt judged by women in the house and when asked to elaborate on and explain that she does not and just goes on to explain her alter alter ego Shanae and then Zue like thoughtfully nods and responds hmm Shanae can you Nene? And then she gets Shanae to attempt to Nene, and um, Shanae does it badly. And Ziway is very amused. She loves this. This was just a dream come true. It was just, how do you embarrass somebody? You embarrass them without them even realizing they're being embarrassed. Yes. That is just chef's kiss. Like when they think they're having a moment. Mm. 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 that is just beautiful mm. I love and that's it. why you have professionals like Ziwei on the show Ooh, so Ziwei drops the bomb that there is yet another challenge an outdoor relationship red flag obstacle course yes the best part of this for me is when Marlena says do they not know they're messing with an Olympian I mean look <laughs> at this and, and points to her Beautiful. I was like, damn, very defined. <laughs> Her very defined. Biceps. Olympian tattoo. Like, not only is she flexing that big ass muscle, which no. I will say, Gore did not even point out that, like, that tattoo is an Olympic tattoo. <sighs> like, you can't just like brutal. tattoo Olympic shit on you without being an Olympian. Yeah, you look like an idiot. <laughs> and also, I will say, I love obstacle courses. I love competing in them. 
the being a part of them. I love optical courses, but man, was this one made for the male gaze. They put them in these tiny little shorts and tiny little white tank tops. And their first task is like drinking a pint of milk. This which is so half weird. of them wind up just pouring on their bodies instead of drinking, which I didn't mind, but yeah, again, for the gays, I actually drink a ton of milk, so I think I would have been really good at this. But do you really? I do. Like I do drink a ton of milk, and I've never broken a bone either. I really I don't know like if strawberry milk, but but I break a lot of bones, like a lot. Oh no. Their second task is breadcrumb jumping, and it looks like they're these, like, foam pieces and a sea of what, red pasta sauce? Like, was this Squid Games? Like, I don't know, but I loved this, and it was uh, they, these women absolutely blew their opportunity to make this the most fun activity to be a part of. Like, Dude, you one leg put, on okay. one piece of foam, one leg on the other one, and you just shimmy to the end. Or or you make it so it has to make you do the splits, and then you're like, oh, no. And, like, you're flexible, so you just do the splits, and you're like, and you're just showing off. Big or you have the girls who are, like, pushing each other off, and they fight later. But, like, you push each other off, and they're like, oh, no, we've fallen in. And you start throwing the fucking fake jelly at each other. Like, you make it fucking fun. And instead, y'all chose... To argue and scream at each other about literally competing in a competition where you're supposed to compete. Oh, so Elizabeth ITMs that Shanae pushed her, which is why she got sent to the friend zone of the obstacle course. <laughs> and Shanae ITMs that, well, yeah, she pushed Elizabeth. She was trying to win. Duh. Duh. Like, duh. duh. Like, this makes sense. Also, this was a very fun date. I give the producers props I for this one. So actually, so creative, which made me think that maybe Z-Way helped plan. Some I of agree. It. I a hundred percent agree. Yeah, it was much more creative than they usually are. Yeah, and even if it was like, <laughs> oh, we're pouring milk on ourselves, yada yada, whatever. Like the the concept and the ideas of like bread coming. Oh, they're in the front. Like that was smart. It was. It was creative. So I definitely think someone else was involved. <laughs> The four, oh, the third task is tearing down emotional walls in the form of physical walls. <laughs> and then the final fourth task is to run into Clayton's arms. Sarah wins and performs an absolutely horrible hooju. Did you say yeah. this? <laughs> Which, oh, miss opportunity. It, this could have been the error. Slow. It was like one leg wrapped around him. Not a lot of gusto, as Cassidy would say. Had the next entire rest of this episode not been an entire red flag itself this hooju could have been an error of the game it could have been it was so bad (laughs) so bad like with the sauce and his red shirt oh you could have done a labia print right on his belly you said red shirt do you mean white shirt (laughs) white shirt yeah oh my gosh and clayton said something so funny about his outfit on what do you say he said something like, it was uh, my dad will sue you vibes. What? <laughs> it was actually something so funny. For what? Like getting the red sauce on his white shirt? No, just for wearing that like white polo. <laughs> Sarah and Clayton sit down on a couch together and they drink champagne. And this is like the extra time she has won. Probably like 10 minutes. <laughs> and yet we spend it all without them. Yeah, we don't really hear anything. We just see them kissing. Shanae is shooting daggers with her eyes. 
She ITMs that she will need to step up her game during the cocktail party. After a brief (laughs) commercial break, we get a drone shot of downtown LA. It's like very trendy vibes. And then the women who have each had like a very long, very needed shower strut into frame like it's a bring it on reboot and look absolutely gorgeous all in like red tones almost yeah like red and greens like yeah so good this is what i was talking about like the other episode like they need to get out of like the shiny sparkly like big ass loud and go for more muted like it just in jewel tones it just looks so much nicer and it feels so much more organic than like the loud like gaudiness i think we should also point out that both uh both group date evening portions were held at big daddy's antiques what yeah, they oh my god we, they have there's a big sign that says big daddy antiques and we hear <laughs> someone that. say maybe he loves antiques <laughs> oh i, I have totally in my nose that is clayton big daddy i have questions <laughs> <laughs> Um, do you really think anybody's ever called Clayton Big Daddy? Clayton. So Big Daddy Antiques, uh, I just searched it, got four and a, 4.4 stars out of five on Google, and is uh, in the uh, McManus neighborhood of L.A. Never heard of that. According to a Facebook post, according to Peter Weber, um they often film dates in this antique store they just changed the name oh wow interesting thank you for that i'm gonna go please make a pit pilgrimage oh it's only 2.6 miles away let's go it's eight minute drive oh my god fuck yeah all right i'll go to pictures guys yay clayton makes a toast to a beautiful and insightful night Elizabeth grabs Clayton first, and this immediately pisses Shanae off big time. Elizabeth gets time and plays more Never Have I Ever. She gets a kiss. Shanae ITMs that she can hear Elizabeth and Clayton laughing, and it's pissing her off even more. The producers send Marlena to talk to Shanae. Shanae ITMs that she basically can't wait to talk shit about Elizabeth during her time with Clayton. And then Marlena does the most casual drop of being an Olympian ever. Like, I... Clayton like, literally was like, what? Uh, uh, what, what? I, do you think that was acting? I Truly, no. No? Okay. I think okay. Clayton is just dumb. Yeah, yeah. He was... It was nice to see him, like, so fucking impressed, though. Yeah. Like, yes, you should be very impressed. Um, she reveals this because... Clayton is like, what the fuck? You were so fast today. Like, way better than even collegiate level. Like, it's so planted. Come on. Yeah. You know, his producer told him to ask about that. I think, yeah, I think that makes sense. I went to Marlena's Instagram to learn more about her, and she made a post um, with her accepting the rose from the first night's rose ceremony. And she said she was the first female Olympian and the first female with locks. And I think that I'm not sure if it means to get a rose on night one or to be on the show, but whatever it is, she's the first. So that was really cool. So then Janae gets time. Clayton says they haven't talked since the first night. 
she immediately tells Clayton that she was crying because she was frustrated with all the red flags in the house. And she says her and Elizabeth clicked right away, but then Elizabeth started ignoring her, and Elizabeth is two-faced and not here for the right reasons. And Clayton seems to buy into this, which is so frustrating to watch. I was literally like, sir, can you not, please, for the love of God, this is the worst tattle ever. Like, this would be such a red flag for me if someone was talking about people this way. Oh, yeah. So then Clayton pulls Elizabeth from the group. The women ask, what's going on? And Shanae says she has no idea. Yeah, of oh, course she the old Jamie trick. I don't know why she thought this would work. This was... Like, yeah, she doesn't have an idea. Why would she? Anyway, this blows up in her face. Clayton says it has been brought to his attention that there is tension between Elizabeth and Shanae. Clayton says he wants to hear her side and understand that dynamic. Elizabeth says Shanae actually pushed her during the obstacle course today, and she chose not to bring it up to him. Elizabeth comes back to the group and immediately pulls Shanae to go talk. So the women all know that Shanae was lying to them terrible play by Shanae. And it only gets worse. Yeah, I hate her. <laughs> I don't generally like actually hate people on this show. I fucking hate her. Yeah, she's very... Like, even very kept, okay, one. so like, at the beginning of the episode it seemed like she was the mini villain and Cassidy was like the big villain helping her be a villain and then that shit switched not undone. Yes. Uh-huh. We even surprised Cassidy. Yeah. Cassidy was like, uh-huh. nope. Cassidy's like, I I'm am choosing to consciously uncouple from Shanae. Yeah. <laughs> um, Shanae tells Elizabeth that they were talking with NC by the pool, and Shanae was trying to engage in the conversation, but felt ignored by Elizabeth. Elizabeth asks if she can explain something about herself. She's a super good communicator here. She says that she has had ADHD, quote, really bad since she was a kid. Sometimes it's hard for her to process Same. multiple auditory Mm -hmm. influences because she has had this adhd since she was small also and shanae acts (laughs) shut up shanae acts like she doesn't even hear this and repeats how she felt incorrectly and then breaks into tears and accuses elizabeth of being one way with her one minute and a different way the next like oh my god this is so stressful to watch. <laughs> I, what was Shanae's angle? What was her angle? Because not only is she turning an entire house full of women against her, she is being erratic. I don't even care if this is producers. If it is, I need to know what the fuck is the angle. Because not only is she being erratic, she's being so ableist. Mm-hmm. I need to know, like. Does anybody have any idea what they could possibly be getting at here? Or was this just all her? A lot of people are like this. Like, they have a very set idea of what this conversation is going to be and what needs to be said for them to move on. And if it's anything other than that, then they don't know how to respond or how to navigate that. Because they've only said a one... Yeah, this is how Shanae is. Because they've only, like, set a, like, one-track course for how it can be resolved in their mind. And so like, oh, I think... you're talking down to me. No, I'm speaking slowly to you because you're clearly not understanding you're being a psychotic bitch. <laughs> so also, Elizabeth... like, it was just, it was disappointing because I feel like that moment could have been so nice and I just felt so let down and I was so sad. 
Mm-hmm. We haven't. I know that happens like part. every episode for a lot of different things, but I just was like, I don't know. I feel like this is something that I've only started to talk about so much in the past few years, and I feel like with the resurgence of like TikTok and things, like people talk about ADHD a lot more, and I was so excited, and then it immediately went to shit. Let's give credit where credit is due to Elizabeth to be oh, the first openly neurodivergent person that I know of on The Bachelor. That's yeah, and not only that, but she handled this. If she has rejection sensitive di- dysphoria, my goodness gracious, she handled this so fucking well. She didn't get de- defensive. She didn't emotionally immediately dysregulate. start crying everywhere, which yeah, I would have no, She didn't emotionally dysregulate like. She was so calm. She was just literally, she was just factual. She's like, what the fuck are you doing? And why are you doing it? This has nothing to do with what we're talking about. Hey, look, I'd like to squash this. This has nothing to do with why we're here or literally what the fuck we're talking about. Goodbye. And like, she just kept on coming back and bringing it up and then had the audacity to be like, I have ADHD. No. Mm -mm." Okay, so this reminds me of on PP season when... Kelsey gets accused of being on pills and she reveals that she's on birth control and Adderall. And so this is not the first time that someone has like had the felt the need to like out themselves because someone is like coming at them. And it didn't go well for her either. No, it did not. It's like even worse because like she just kind of brought it up. So was it Tammy? I think it was Tammy. No, Tammy was a different issue. Don't. Don't disparage Tammy's name. I literally think it was Tammy, though. If it was, then I retract statement. <laughs> yeah, I I do think it was Tammy. Um, Whoever it was. She got a pretty big villain edit on that season because of that. It feels like Shanae was looking for excuses. And she's like, mm-hmm. oh, well, you weren't looking at me in this conversation. So then Elizabeth was like, okay, I'm really sorry you felt that way. Here's why that might have happened and mm-hmm. i'm sorry you felt that way but like um you should know this moving forward and shanae was like anyway so you made me feel like shit and i'm really upset with you and i just like how dare you so ridiculous so elizabeth just ends the conversation and gives shanae a hug and then we cut back to does the she or does she not say love you girl she does not they do not show it if she says that. She does not say it on screen in the document. And then Clayton gives Sarah the group date rose. As he should. And the producers pull the woman's feelings after Clayton leaves. And Elizabeth says that she's happy Sarah got time, but she's not happy that Sinead got time. And this Hilarious. just reignites Iconic. their bickering. And Lindsay W. leaves in frustrated tears and ITMs. Sinead's just like so stupid and they just go back and forth and back and forth and like nobody cares. Agreed, honey, though. Amazing. Amazing. It's just like not only are you misrepresenting an entire disorder by just flinging it around and just haphazardly just saying, well, this is basically a symptom of your ADHD is just so stereotyped so ableist so misinformed and it's like, just oh you forgot because you have adhd like you won't look you. at yeah, me sometimes you won't look at me because you have you're distracted because you have, like it's not fireworks we're not dug from up like 
we're humans that happen to also have a literal neurodivergency that we cannot control. Yeah. And I think in society, like we know so little about chronic illnesses in general. And we often think of chronic illnesses. People often think, oh, just physical chronic illnesses. Right. And when you classify ADHD as a mental illness, it really made me think like, oh, that's something I deal with every day that affects every moment affects. in the same way that a physical yep. chronic illness would. And I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. And that's yeah. like, I, I recently just kind of really understood the difference between like a disability and a disorder and like how ADHD can and cannot be both. And a lot of people with ADHD and autism and neurodivergencies actually experience very large comorbidities with a lot of physical chronic ailments and like just knowing that those things go together can help you further like understand yourself just like going to a doctor and being like hey I know I have ADHD and like this has been a problem for me can you look at the comorbidities and just like being able to articulate it yeah no there's a really I mean it's only starting to get more and more studied, mm -hmm. but a link between neurodivergency and like your gut. Oh yeah. Wait, really? Yes. Oh yeah. <laughs> Lovely. Someone said on Twitter that it should be Shanae. Shanae nay? More like Shanae no, am I right? <laughs> That's yes. hilarious. Yes. Very right. Mm -hmm. So Shanae's like, wait, but I thought that you had ADHD though. And everyone is super uncomfortable. It's so... Shanae looks so bad. And as she exit, they play her saying, ADHD my ass. 100%. Not great. Not a great look for Shanae. Really um, fun fact. Several people in Bachelor Nation, including other women on the season, have come out and said not only do they support Elizabeth, but also they have ADHD as well. Really? Yeah. Yay. Well, duh. Sorry, not well, well, who, duh. who has? I haven't seen any of it. Um, I think Tessa from this season. Very cool. Yeah, go Tessa. ADHD is a lot. Also, Hannah Brown. Really? Yeah. I, yeah, I may have followed Hannah Brown for the first time yesterday because of this. Wow. <laughs> I love it. I was like, my girl has ADHD. We are best friends now. Representation, <laughs> you know, feels good. So the next shot we get is everyone at the cocktail party, and we see Cassidy and Shanae sitting together, both in red dresses. And Cassidy is telling Shanae that it does not benefit you at all to have any kind of beef; just squash it. Clayton ITMs that this is a very important night, and he knows that there's been drama, but wants to focus on the relationships. Clayton cheerses to building connections. Eliza gets time first, and they do the scrapbooking date together, which was a really great play by Eliza, and they kiss. And then Jill gets time, and it made me really happy that it appeared that these two women got time and got to go first and none of the women tried to like challenge that at least from what we saw i mean she's clearly getting help because she is connected to two members of bachelor nation already oh that's true 
So Elizabeth ends the conversation with Shanae and Shanae turns to the camera and says, well, I have ADHD too. And it's interesting that she chose not to share this in front of the group of women. Um, No, (laughs) didn't she say everyone has ADHD? I have ADHD. Little kids have ADHD. She does. Which is just furthering an extremely, extremely problematic and harmful stereotype of what ADHD actually is. That's just so bad. Um, The group confronts Shanae about her unproductive conversation with Elizabeth. The women immediately shut down Shanae, weaponizing the ADHD. Cassidy ITMs that as much as Shanae has been her friend, she was acting like such a jerk, which is true. They're going like back and forth, back and forth in this group setting with Shanae. And we hear Eliza say, maybe just apologize. And then Shanae leaves and Kate says, I feel brain dead after that interaction. Oh my god, Allie, what about Kate's dress here? Do you have a note on it? It's the one that's like a red corset dress. Um, oh, it was my fucking favorite. <laughs> I mean, I'm always a fan of a red dress, so I liked that. Um, and I think like the, the resurgence of like corset fashion is really interesting as a whole. So I appreciate that. Um, oh yeah, I love this. Cassidy gets time with Clayton and commands an LL1 from him. She can tell that he appreciates a competent woman and they make out more. It's gross. Cassidy comes back and tells the group that Clayton is intimidated by her, but in a hot way. And (laughs) Sierra ITMs that Clayton needs to know who Cassidy really is and that she is a fuck buddy back home. I love her very much. She wears a lot of body glitter, and I love it. Yeah, I she wears body glitter. glitter she doesn't appear to be a straight size two. Mm-hmm. I'm obsessed with her. She, mm-hmm. I did say the body glitter, like maybe like a fourth of a teaspoon less, but other than that, perfect. I would take her as bachelorette at this point. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that shower and like when the shower and the mansion is just like covered in makeup and body glitter. Oh, and I'm sure I'm sure the water pressure sucks in the mansion too. Yeah, we get a cutaway shot of Cassidy telling Sierra this info outside, like you know, with that filter that tells us that it happened in the past, and it seems to be right in front of a producer. So I'm assuming the producers knew about this. Um, And Sarah successfully tattles to Clayton. Any thoughts? I I don't judge her for having a fuck buddy. Yeah, it's not a big of a deal to me. Like, not at all. Like, if you want to get dicked down up until the day you leave, I don't see any problem with that as long as there's, like, no emotional ties to that. Like, sex is sex, and I think we should normalize that. The only wrong thing she did was tell someone. Yes, the only wrong decision she made was telling someone. (laughs) Yeah. Also, but I feel like Clayton is, at least from the preview, is going to be like, I heard you have a boyfriend at home. I'm like, sir. But they're making it seem like the taking the rose back thing is for her. Oh, I think it is. Which I think is obscene. Obscene? Wow. New word alert. Obscene. It's obscene and insane put together. Very Um, creative. No, I, I, I agree. <laughs> and honestly, I don't even care if she has plans with that fuck buddy when she gets back to wherever it is she lives. Because you know what? 
you're going on a TV show where the chance of winning is one in 30. Yeah. Like, it's so dumb. Sierra successfully tattles about, um, about Cassidy. And Clayton says he needs some time to step aside and uh, give it some thought. Sierra actually pulls Cassidy and tells her that she tattled on her. What do you guys think of this? Error of the game. What the fuck? Not for me. Okay, so not error of the game because I remembered all the all the stuff that happened that we just talked about. <laughs> I just yeah. I feel like every time somebody does a tattle and it's like, why didn't you tell me it was you? There's always such like a huge problem. She was, she was just like, yeah. Hey, look, um, you told me this, like, straight up. It wasn't like I was insinuating anything about you. You told me. I went and told Clayton. And I'm just giving you the convenience of letting you know that he knows now. Like, you shouldn't have told me. This is week two, bitch. I just met you. Mm. We don't have feelings for each other. <laughs> yeah. Like, I no, have I... no emotional ties to you, sweetie. I don't know. I think it was just a bad move. I mean, it is an especially bad move when you recognize that Shine- that Cassidy is friends with Shanae. And as long as Cassidy tells Shanae who tattled, then you have a target the size of Texas on your back. I guess maybe yeah. me thinking that this was an okay move is why I would be terrible on the show. Yeah. Well, I was just like, why? Li- just like. To me, it was like. You like, could have found I out from the fucking say- producers. To me, it was like, I'm not going to say shit about you behind your back that I will not say to your motherfucking face, bitch. That's what it was to me. And I like that about a person. Like, if you're going to tattle on me, just let me know. And that's what we had a problem with What's-His-Face Jamie last season. I agree. It definitely takes courage to do that. Um, But Cassidy returns to the group with this information and says, well, Clayton clearly likes me. What is he going to do? And cut to Clayton summoning Jesse Palmer. And asking if anyone has ever taken a rose back before. Did that happen in the preview or in this episode? In this episode. And okay, then we get a so preview. That's an overreaction on his part. And maybe they just cut it out. Because all he knows, as far as we've seen. Now, I'm not saying they didn't talk before and they didn't like, cut this weirdly. But she just has like a fun sort of sex thing. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well... Why does that mean you have to take away her rose? Can she not get to know you? And not be into the... Ooh, so I actually have some really great gossip to share about this. Okay. So Cassidy... So first of all, I wanted to note that we in the preview, we also get a clip of Cassidy saying, what's he going to do? I have a fucking rose, which is really funny. But Cassidy got into some trouble with producers before the show even premiered. Because she posted some stories on her Instagram after the teaser came out with Sally and Clayton and Kate and Clayton offering Sally a rose. And she was like, are you kidding me? You're going to offer this person a rose after you blank, blank, blank me. And I'm saying blank, blank, blank because she gives a spoiler so she spoils it in her Instagram story, so they made her delete it. Hold on, okay. let me just get to it really quickly. I, Perfect. I, found, I had it earlier. Here we go. You ready? Yeah. Okay, that's all right, because it is not 
fucking long. Anyways, I think I'm going to be a great influencer. I feel like I'm really entertaining. You're entertained, right? You buy anything I'm selling you, right? Even if it's complete. I think so. I, I don't answer that. It's yes. I mean, it's pretty obvious. Anyways, uh, long story short, go ahead and get on national television. Men still won't give a And the clout chasers back in fucking DMs. Oh, now you give a Now you give a Okay, all right, all right. I've seen this. Anyways, um, I hope you all have a good New Year's. I'm going to be working and fucking God, honestly, because men are trash. Night. You know, the more I think about it, perhaps I was being a little bit hasty when I said all men are trash. I mean, all men are trash. Just, no, all men are trash. I said what the fuck I said. Look, I don't disagree. She also, do you have the other one, Murph? Um, oh, there's another? Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's very stupid to post that and have to have the producers reprimand you. And I'm sure she's on a tight leash right now. So. Yeah, and they're like, look, bitch, if you want to go to paradise, you got to cut it out. You shut up. Yeah. She's just good TV. I think Cassidy is the perfect kind of drama. She's the harmless, hurting nobody kind of drama. That is what this show is supposed to be about. Whereas Shanae is the very problematic and very harmful kind of drama that should not be given a platform on this big of a stage. Agree. There's one more thing that I wanted to read. And it comes with a trigger warning for sexual assault, which is unfortunate because I'm going to be reading this Reddit post from someone who is this, actually this is the Joe thing? Yep. So it's a Reddit post from someone who actually attended the U of M at the exact same time as me, as me which makes me feel weird about this. Um, I'm just gonna read it because I think it's just, it's just really disappointing that we had this from Joe. So it says, "I'm not including anything graphic or specific in this post, but regardless, I want to make sure that I warn everyone that this is a post about sexual assault." I went to the University of Minnesota at the same time as Joe Coleman. I've kind of heard everything there is to hear about Joe at this point since he was announced in the cast for Michelle's season, but I'm only going to share my direct experience from attending college at the same time as him, 2012 to 2013. I think other people have shared other stories here about him on other issues, but I'm just going to share my own. I used to go to basketball parties at this apartment building called The Knoll, where a lot of players lived. Joe was a big heartthrob locally, has been since I was in high school, so we would all get excited to go there in case he was there. We all had a crush on Joe, but really quickly it became obvious that he was not a safe guy to be around. Luckily, nothing ever happened to me. But one night, a girl I was with came out from a back bedroom and told me that she had been sexually assaulted by him while we were at the apartment. And there was another girl there who was comforting her by saying that Joe had done the same thing to her before. I felt guilty and horrible because we had been given warnings about Joe before and this still ended up happening to her. When we had first started going to the parties, girls who hung out with them regularly regularly would warn us not to go off alone with joe i feel really terrible still that we didn't really listen or take it seriously joe was such a big name and he was so handsome that it felt like everyone completely blew off the seriousness of it 
He left the U shortly after that. I checked his wiki page before posting here to verify that my memory is and about the timing. And it was also in 2013 that he left. So I pushed it out of my mind until a few years later when I started connecting with other sexual sur- assault survivors. I have been sexually assaulted also while I was a student and went to a big protest. There was another sexual assault case happening at the time with the Gopher football players. And so a lot of conversation and protesting was happening about that, about athletics in general and the things that have been going on at the U. And Joe's name came up over and over again. Because there is so much change and activism happening at the school at the time, there were multiple local sports reporters who reached out to try to get students to talk about Joe Coleman because they had heard stories themselves, but he had never been reported to police as far as I know, unlike the football players and other basketball player at the same time, Reggie, like Reggie Lynch. Unfortunately, they never published anything, and I don't know if they would ever now because he's so many years removed from being affiliated with the Gophers. I'm guessing this means either that he was never officially reported or that they couldn't get the records of it. When Joe's name was announced on the cast, I felt sick seeing his face again and reached out to a couple of Michelle's friends that I knew from school. And they said that they would reach out to her and tell her. I don't know what happened or why nothing has come out. Some others that I know from the U have tried to reach out to reporters and podcasters who cover Bachelor Nation but none of them have ever published anything, which I understand, I guess, because it is a big allegation to publish. But it's really been triggering and frustrating to see him all over my TV, and it was hard to watch Michelle's season knowing all of this. I held off saying anything for a long time because I felt like someone else would say something, but I decided today, after talking to the moderators and letting them verify my identity, that it was important to try and put this out there so that fans can be aware. So, fuck that. It boggles the mind that every, I mean, every season, pretty much, that I've watched the show, they've had, you know, an awful person on it who they didn't do due due diligence on. We saw Or who... Who made some really bad choices? We saw it with Easy. We saw Dude, it with Connell. I wonder if it's ever crossed their mind or if it ever actually happened for them to ask the men they're casting. If I were to ask all the women you've dated, would any of them say that you assaulted them? Well, that's also the men that they've, or the women that they've dated. That's not including all the random people that they fine i'll say all the women you interacted with would they say that you've assaulted them there you go what kind of background checks are they doing on people you know well then again but you've also have to keep in mind like people have to actually report these things for people to be able to find them in background checks and then you know somebody becoming famous might be a reason for you to finally come out with what has happened to you i mean there's i've been a victim multiple times and i've haven't gone to the police once so you look those guys up you're not going to find anything on them mm-hmm. yeah. but if they were going to be the bachelor you bet your fucking ass i'm about to be like whoa wait a second 
this dude's not as good as you think he is. I remember being at the U of M and like the basketball players just being on a completely other level. Like I remember going to a frat party as a freshman and seeing one of them is and just being like in awe, being like, "Oh my god, I know him. I've seen him on television." Yeah, yeah. Like I went to Penn State. I totally get that feeling. It's like they're celebrities, like in your little small college town. Like they truly are, like the Kim and Kanye of your campus at that time. Yeah, you know, they're LeBron. They're Serena. I mean, it's a huge are. campus. It's not a small small town campus. But it's oh. even like more impressive to be known in a bigger yeah. city, right? So yeah, definitely more impressive than Happy Valley, Penn State, where it's like just a straight college town. I mean, Penn oh. State's huge, though. Yeah. But it's easier to be known at Penn State than I assume, I guess, like, a huge city like Minnesota. Mm-hmm. City like Minneapolis? Minneapolis, thank you. No problem. <laughs> um, no, it was really funny listening to Michelle's season. A lot of people would just, like, get to, like, halfway through Mini, and they wouldn't be sure to say Soda or Minneapolis. <laughs> and I'm Look, like, which one I are they going to say? <laughs> I will proudly be incorrect about those, and I will be corrected. So... Will you tell myself and the rest of the audience the difference between the two so that we will not make this mistake again? Oh, so Minnesota is the state in which Minneapolis is the biggest city and which is Twin Cities with St. Paul, which is the capital of Minnesota. Thank you. I hope this helps everyone. I hope I provided knowledge to the world. So, yeah, I mean, that was this episode. What do you guys think? I enjoyed this episode. I think his season is more entertaining than I thought it would be. Mm-hmm. But then again, aren't a bunch of white women always more entertaining? No, no. They're just, I mean, <laughs> well, okay, okay. I guess I mean it this way is we have the amount of pressure that women of color and black women have said that they have felt on this show is never going to afford them the opportunity to be as messy as the white women are on this show. Oh, Marissa, that's such a good point. (laughs) Yeah, so they'll never be as entertaining because they're not allowed to be because the way that they're going to be picked apart... By society, totally. Exactly. So, like, I feel like, of course, this this season's going to be more fun. It's just a bunch of white women, you know? I hate to say I'm right, but I said Shanae's my favorite, hot girls from small towns are the best drama and she's really <laughs> she's really uh coming through for me on that statement so you know but she's the bad kind of drama that's what i hate yeah no yeah. she's really she's super, super annoying for sure very but problematic I mean, it is drama and you know it's just like kind of i guess like what kind of drama do we want to consume and i think this is the kind of drama that a lot of expense. people yeah, like, I think this is the kind of drama a lot of people want to be consuming, so I feel like for them, it's good, but their ratings are down, which I love to hear. Oh, yeah, so there's not going to be another Bachelor episode for two weeks, and we have a very exciting announcement, and that's that Allie and I are going to be doing, and some special guests are going to be doing a recap of the Joe Millionaire yeah. premiere. Woo-hoo. What do you mean? I'm going to be there, too. You are? Yeah. Oh my god, I'm so happy. Okay, Murph is gonna be there too, y'all. Yeah. Do y'all remember when we thought Clayton might be bisexual for three seconds? That was fun. I mean, has <laughs> it been not confirmed? I mean, no, but like, I meant in the season on screen. I think that we should just assume Clayton is bisexual until he says he's straight because he hasn't I mean, ever told us that. Fair. I mean, should we? 
can we just start assuming people are gay until they tell us otherwise? Why yes. do we always just assume people are straight until they tell us otherwise? Like, exactly. Agreed. I really like Elizabeth. I think she handled herself with grace and excellently, yeah. and I think she's beautiful, and I I just feel really bad that it, it sucks to have your shit blasted like that without you being one to blast it. And I just, I feel a lot for her and I think she just handled herself so, so well. And I just want to give her all of the love and all of the props. Yes, agreed. And all of the followers. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much for listening to another episode of Pit Pod. We'll be back in two weeks to recap the third episode of The Bachelor. Yes. And follow us all on socials. Murph, do you, I think you're the only one who wants to drop their social. <laughs> oh, I'm at AllieAbe22 on most things. I'm Murph? at Plants and Queer on all socials. Um, yeah, follow me. I've almost got 10,000 on TikTok. Hashtag creator fun. Hashtag monetize yourself. Please don't follow me. Pretend I'm not real. And I'm our, our priors in all socials. I don't have a cash app. But I am on Venmo. All right. Bye. It's freaking late as fuck.